And I remember walking outside. And I sat on the step. And I was just crying. And I was like, what is it about me that this woman hates so much? And it was at that moment that it was like, it wasn't what was happening right there, but I felt like that seven-year-old, nine-year-old little girl that was just like experiencing rejection after rejection. And I know you didn't do it intentionally, but it took me to a place of awareness that I was like, you need mothering. And I don't even think you realized. And, and to me, it was a pivotal moment because I wiped my tears, sucked it up, went back in and just continued our meeting. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious, let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our Healing For My Soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. It's so hard to I know say you, goodbye I, I just know you ain't starting this podcast this off. season. Mm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> This is the final episode of this season of the Healing for My Soul podcast. It's been a journey. It's been a wonderful journey. We pray that you have been immensely blessed on this journey because a lot of stuff come, came up. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff. I'm not even going to rehash. Y'all mm -hmm. go back and listen to all the replays. But at the end of the day, I think coming back full circle from where we first started in the beginning to really embrace that we're your legacy that not only have we seen your pain, but also recognizing that we are your daughters and we're here to carry your pain with purpose, with mm -hmm. power. We're mm -hmm. able to carry some of the things that you have been through that we never had to experience because you took those stripes um, and you took those hurts so that we can heal in some areas. And I think that that's very rewarding. Um, and I, honestly, I will say before we even go into it, I'm very... Blessed. She finna cry. <laughs> I'm not. Like Florida episode, good times. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> We're not going to say any tears. They already there. Let's okay. go. Thank it's you. just right there. Okay. Um, I am blessed, though, because I think oftentimes we could look at so much negativity that happens, and we could point out a lot of negativity of what's taking place, but not really looking at what are we actually blessed with. And to be able to sit here and to know that this is not something we're just doing for other women, but this is a part of our experience, our journey, mm -hmm. like to be in this moment, this is, you all are listening to this, you're watching this, but we're living it. Yeah. yeah. And this is integral to our healing journey. This is integral to us as a family. We're not mm -hmm. doing this for show, you know, mm -hmm. we're, 
we're here at the very last episode and we don't know what is about to come, but we about to get ready. Finally, it's over. You made it. And so that's very honorable because not that many women get to experience that. Not that many daughters get to experience that with their mother. Black daughters. Black daughters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, white daughters too. <laughs> yeah, but I can only take responsibility for my own tribe. Yeah. And my own race. Yeah. You know, we're on the last episode and it really makes me feel um, bittersweet. You know, so much has been poured out, so much has been shared. Um, and that's the sweet part about it. But the bitter part is, is that, hey, it's the last episode and we can't dig in more and more and more at this time. Uh, I would love to have the opportunity to engage more with the audience. Uh, but I know that more is coming. I know that more episodes is coming, but it gives me a time to prepare for the next. And it, and it is. And, and all these episodes has really caused me to step out of myself and see what my healing has produced, mm -hmm. reflect on the fight that I have been fighting to get to where we are right now. You yeah. know, uh, not just because we're on this podcast, but I'm talking about in our own lives. Uh, for you all, I mean, sometimes I sit back you know, just working day to day, working with you all. Hell, even when we started, you know, and before the tape started rolling, I was like, you all are some really beautiful women. Mm -hmm. You know, that it was worth the nut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nothing like having some ugly daughters, Lord Jesus. Right. But not just from an external standpoint. Um, internally seeing you all develop and evolve into the woman that you are and not just looking like, oh, those are my daughters, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Seeing the decisions that you all make, the, the fight that you fight for your own life, even the rejection that you still uh, encounter by being who you are, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that you desire to be loved and gave your heart, you know, uh, to someone who could not regard it, but yet you have made a comeback. You know what I'm saying? Uh, knowing what you desire. People think that you are always okay uh, just because you might not have kids or you have this or whatever. But I know that you're not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but to be able to sit back here and say, you know what? All that I have given, all that I have sacrificed, and I will steady fight. You know what I'm saying? That you all will receive what you're supposed to have. Uh, and it's truly an honor. Yeah. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. And it's a privilege. And it's not, like you said, it's not about us. I want even you all watching to reflect on your own life, your own legacy. Even if you're a mother, what's, what's the purpose of it? Mm -hmm. You know, you all have taught me what is the purpose of mother? Not just, oh, I had a child and I got to fight and I got to feed and I got to take responsibilities and I got to get y'all off to college and say, oh, y'all gone now. No, no, no. What is the purpose of all of this where you all were placed in my womb? Why you all was placed in your mother's womb? Why you were placed in your mother's womb? What is the purpose of mother? The purpose of mother is to give what I, for me, is to really give what I did not have that you may be greater and do greater. Taking my own mother's pain and recognizing that healing has caused me to embrace the fact that I am her daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, did not understand, and I don't think anybody understands when you're young, because you're not a mother, what she had to go through and fight for, for me to even be here today. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Her grit, her sacrifice, her working at Spiegel's, her working like a dog, the calluses on her hands, just that I might be able to eat. No, it wasn't hunky-dory. I sat in uh, a house in Chicago below zero with no heat. 
You know what I'm saying? But that grit taught that that lack taught me how to fight even the more and have grit to produce greater and greater. It wasn't because of her downfalls, because hey, odds was against her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody asked to be a single mother raising children. You always say the purpose and the position of daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may get it wrong, but you always say like a daughter means holding a place of residency. It's in a your place heart. of residency. Yeah, it's it's an inhabitants and a place of res- residency. In, in your heart, yeah. And I think, Allison, you spoke to that earlier, like when we talked about seeing your mother's pain and you were saying y'all joke about me, you know, being in the womb and, and what I experienced. But I really, I do joke and I think it's silly, but at the same time, like I think it's so real because being the firstborn mm-hmm. and you not having children and you really crying out for daughters and not being able to have children. It's almost like, and I always say, I feel like you and Allison have a a closer relationship than you and I. Yeah. And it's not because like, Ooh, I'm jealous or whatever the case may be, but I really do think that you hold a special place first because you're the first one that came out in her heart. So you feel her heartbeat. You feel who she is as a mother, as a woman. And so it's like you all kind of are connecting heartbeats. like, do-do, 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 do-do. And I'm like the, you know, right. it's like when I come in, it's like a shock or some shit, you know? But, because you were a shock. You were a shock. Excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a blessing but in disguise. I guess the rest of my DNA had to come out. But I mean, I think, I mean, what do you think about that? Seeing being that place of residency in, in heart. And I know I have a special place in her heart as well, but I mean, speak to that. Cause you have daughters now. I think also kind of back to the title. I am my mother daughter. Like I see myself exactly like her and not exactly like her. Like I don't want to take everything, but I see the same steps. And so that's where now I have to use her purpose I mean, her pain and my purpose because I have these two daughters. And at first, and that's why I say even with Genesis being 15 and Christina being two, with Genesis, it was kind of like I grew up with her. Christina, I am able to raise her because now I know Mm -hmm. the purpose Mm -hmm. of a mother and I know the purpose of a daughter And then also it's like, well, since me and her are connected, that's where I can look at mommy now, not as my mother, but as a woman Mm -hmm. to say, okay, more so, ma, what do you need from me? Mm -hmm. And I know that when I did ask that, she was so quick to lash out at me to be like, well, I'm like, no, like what, like verbalize to me, what do you need me to do? And for that, you. And that's the question that was asked in the first episode. And I want to answer that because I remember we were at lunch and you were you you got things off of your chest to myself. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, Ario, I apologize for not being in the place of where I necessarily was supposed to be to build this business and you know, I've always tried to protect you and all this different stuff. And my life has been around, you know, worrying about you. And that has been filtrated since we were younger. And in that conversation, I said to you, you know, the main thing is, first off, you just because you're the oldest doesn't mean that you were the one that's supposed to be in the position to build this business. Right. I've understood that I had to do what 
God has positioned me to necessarily do. And the second thing I said to you was don't take for granted while you're looking at me and want to have a better sister relationship, don't take for granted the season of where you are being closer in proximity to mm-hmm. mommy. Now that you've moved here to Atlanta to get what you need from her to develop you as the woman, not just a daughter, but as the woman, I think we all had the opportunity to glean when I first moved here. I came here because I was like, I need something from you as a mother mm-hmm. in this adult stage of yeah, my life, yeah. recognizing yep. that I need that. And yep. I was a little shorthanded, you know, because I know you had a man and then you got married. And I'm like, OK, you didn't tell me all that before I move. But neither here nor there. I That's why I came. Mm-hmm. And now that you were here, I was telling you, get what you need. And so I think that was the first question you asked. So I'm going to ask you, what do you need from her? As I'm curious, as a mother. Hey, I got a question for you. Have you ever been a part of one of our Healing for My Soul challenges? Well, we have so many women who've been there one time, two times, 14 times, all kinds of times, but it's nothing like being there with you. So if you have never experienced one of our Healing for My Soul challenges that we have, three days, five days, deep topics, topics that go deep within our soul so we can deal with the unresolved conflicts, go to the website right now and you're going to be a part of this Healing for My Soul movement by joining us on one of our challenges, www.healingformysoulpodcast.com. I can't wait to see you there. All right? Now let's get back to this episode. I think more so, not so much a mother. Yes, I do need my mother. But then also I need my mother when it comes to teaching me how to be a woman and standing on my own two feet and as a single mother don't talk to me. Talk to her. Right. Um, she right here. I forgot Hello. about her. Get out. <laughs> no. Um, what she always say? Look me in my eyes. Ask me again. Okay. <laughs> she actually married her. That's too much. Come on. Um, no. Uh, as a mother who is teaching me from not so much a mother, but how can I put this? A mother woman. Mm-hmm. who can teach me how to be a mother woman, but then also stand on my own two feet to build a business, to build, to basically put some grit. How you say it? Grit in your crawl. Yeah, put some grit in my crawl. And I already got the grit you in the crawl. got the grit, right. But I realized because I have been out there in the world for so long without it, I kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of lost sight, so now I just need that to be reignited. So you want me to get in your crawl? Because you got the grit. Yeah, but can you be a little nice when you do that? <laughs> like, I don't need you to get in my crawl and shake it up. Yeah, but hey, if that's what it takes. But I remember, um, this may have been a decade ago, if not a little bit more, when you wrote me a card. And I think it was for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And you, I still have it. And you actually wrote and said, I want you to teach me how to be a woman like I see you as. Mm-hmm. And you remember that? Not really. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that was a mini alcohol ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but, but I still have that. But the beautiful part about it and the reason why I'm bringing it up is that, as I stated in one of the episodes, is that w- being... Me allowing you all, love allows you to go through your own process. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't force. Love doesn't violate. Regardless of 
mother's love, father's love, any kind of love from whomever, it, when it's love, and I want you to understand this as a woman, it never forces, it never violates, it allows her to go through her process. And when you understand that about yourself, someone else can receive that for you. And even if they don't receive it for you to allow you to go through your process, it doesn't matter because you're allowing yourself to go through your process. Mm -hmm. You know, even from a pastoral perspective, I never let anyone make you all feel like y'all had to be something that you was not ready to be. And so many of us do that to our children, want them to be something we want them to be. You learn at your pace. If you have to get two Fs to get it and, and learn in a later part in life, that's okay. That's your journey. That's your process. And that's what love does, you know. Mm -hmm. And so now you're at that place, writing the card thin, that now you're ready to receive that, although you desired it and you wanted it, but you got to be ready to receive it. And I am honored to still and grateful to still be here to be able to contribute to both of you all's lives. This is why I'm saying I ain't going nowhere because I still got some work to do. I still have some mothering to do. I am your mother, but that doesn't mean I have always been mothering yeah. you. And I think that goes into me, you know, what I need from you, which is like I said, why I came out here is necessarily mothering. Mm -hmm. um, I think the grit and then being able to like, okay, I see what I was when I was your age and having that grit and having that, but not having that mothering. And I realized that actually, uh, last week we were about to start our meeting and I got there early and you didn't know I was in the house mm -hmm. and someone else had came into the house. You were upstairs. And then when you came downstairs, you spoke to the other lady first because you didn't know I was there and you were like good morning da, 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 da. and I was, you was cheery and then you walked into the kitchen and you saw me and it was just a look of almost like disgust what that was my perception you didn't even say anything you just looked at me and I said good morning mother how are you and that moment immediately took me back to like being younger and then as we were going through the meeting we were going over our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I asked, while we were going over our weaknesses, and I asked everyone, I said, is there any other weakness that you all see? And you may have been joking, but blatantly you were like, you. Mm -hmm. And that was like dagger number two. And then when I was hungry, I went in the refrigerator and I asked, whose chicken salad is this? And you were like, oh, it's so-and-so, so-and-so's. And then it took a pause, and you were like, oh, no, it's mine. You could have it. And that was dagger number three. You got all these daggers. And I remember walking outside. And I sat on the step. And I was just crying. And I was like, what is it about me that this woman hates so much? And it was at that moment that it was like, it wasn't what was happening right there, but I felt like, that seven-year-old, nine-year-old little girl that was just like experiencing rejection after rejection. And I know you didn't do it intentionally, but it took me to a place of awareness that I was like, you need mothering. And I don't even think you realized. And, and to me, it was a pivotal moment because I wiped my tears, sucked it up, went back in, and just continued our meeting. I'm always crying. Like... 
I'm, I'm always crying. So just get ready for the waterworks because it's, 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 it's bound to happen. But, and I'm just saying, this was me and what's happening in my I, mind and my process. And I get that. And at that time, I was like, Ariel, what do you need? Like, why did that hit you so much to that core? And like, you all didn't see it, but I was like, what you, do you need? You know, what, so, you know what you need? Don't say a hug, because I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to come that close. You need a hug. That's not what you're going to say. It is. That is not what you're going to say. Receive it. It's hard for me to receive hugs. I wasn't raised, we weren't an affectionate family growing up. We didn't have hugging moments. So it's hard to be vulnerable to just receive and to let go and to let your shoulders just come down and have that hug. Um, but I accepted it as genuine and I'm growing. I was glad to see my mother hug my sister because that's what Ariel needed. She needs that nurture. She needs that hug um, because I know what it does for me. So I know that for her, it's just the extra level of healing. Receive the love, receive the appreciation, receive the acknowledgement. Because there's nothing that I see less of you than who you are. You are brilliant, you are vibrant, you are beautiful, you are an ass kicker. You got a lot of that honestly, but you own it for yourself. You walk in your own power. You walk in your own beauty. You walk in your own grace. And I know so many people say, you just like your mother. You just like your mother. But I'm here to let you know you're just like Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. No, just absorb it. It's okay. And I think Ariel also, when it comes to that, seeing how mommy um, embraced the other women before she embraces us, and I think, one, she recognized, in her mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, in her mind, she have given us what they want. They mm -hmm. want that correction. They want I, that. And, and, like, even I tell the ladies, like, she regards y'all before she regards but, us. But, but, but it's thing, not like a... No, I, I, I don't regard you all before, anyone else before I regard you all. My profession has always been in the service industry. You can have a pastor's heart before you even realize you're a pastor. Mm -hmm. You could have a shepherd's heart before you realize you're a shepherd. You all are covered. So you all know I've always been having, just like I got a text today, someone says, wow, you know Pastor D? And that was from somebody 20 years ago, and I had to ask because I really forgot. And the, and the mother said, yes, she let my daughter into her home. She let my daughter into her space and into her house and nurtured her on my behalf because she did not know how to do it at that time. But there was no animosity, but I'm still getting... Texas from people who are here in Dunamis Woman Community now, from people who know each other saying, wow, you know, Pastor D, because all my life I have given myself in the service of healing others. I just have two daughters who are a part of me, a part of my giving, a part of who I am, that you all are doing the same thing. Allison, you give, you give, you give. Ariel, you will give, you give, you give. That's just the sacrifice of being 
who you all are to me, but you're never, ever a secondary. And, and there's, and what I need from both of you all is for you to be so secure, not in yourself, but in who you are and based upon whose daughter you are. Hey, sis. So I know you're listening to this powerful episode, but let me tell you, there are so many other women that you need to connect with. And this is why I want to invite you to join our Healing For My Soul community. Yes, other women who are on this healing journey that you can be able to learn from, grow from, share your wounds with, share your wins with as you're on your healing journey. So connect to our community just by texting podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Text podcast to 404-737-0580 and get connected with us and you You'll get all the information on how to join our community. Again, that's podcast at 404-737-0580. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah. I mean, I think that was a shift too. Like for me, it wasn't, you know, I knew that everything, I knew all the mental seeds that were being sown was like lies and it wasn't true, but it was just like, you know, recognizing, okay, I am my mother's daughter and there are some aspects where it's like, I am like you. I am a go-getter. I am driven. I am building things. I am doing that. So it was almost like, why do I feel like it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time? Well, what, you know, I mean, I, I was just really kind of like and, owning and but one, that But part. one of the differences about myself mm-hmm. as well as, and you is that I'm a jokester. Mm-hmm. Healing has taught me how to laugh, how to joke, how to be free, how to just blurt out whatever I feel, whatever I think at that morning time. And it does bring up offenses to places of people who have not been healed or secure in that area. That's where I get that from. So and I can tell, like, with Ariel, I joke around. And yeah. Everybody talk about my dry humor. And 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 but I just I, and I just say yeah, stuff. Ariel, you sitting there like really out of the time, and I'm like, and and, and maybe and and let me apologize to you. Because just as though, hmm. Now she finna cry. (laughs) People see how strong I am and they know I do things and I make it happen. But they don't see deep within me of how sensitive I can really be and fragile I can really be and what I need. And you got that same thing. So let me apologize to you because you appear to be so strong, so have it all together, and you do make the shit happen. You do make it happen, but that can be a void where I don't see how you are sensitive in that area because you put up this persona that you got your shit together. I put up my persona because I got my shit together because I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to. And since you are your mother's daughter, allow me to absorb your pain right now. Allow me to feel your pain right now. Because at the end of the day, we are one and the same. And I can overlook it just like you can overlook somebody else's. And I wait to the fact that not to throw it in your face, but you'll learn more and understand more as you become a mother as well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not. And I think, like I said earlier in the episode, like I'm able to look at some things from some different perspectives. And that's why I'm blessed to to be here. And I knew that we were necessarily doing this podcast, but it wasn't even because of the fact that we were doing the podcast on my we just celebrated our birthday. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like a couple days ago. And so on my birthday, I woke up that morning and it was the first time I ever like really Pray to God like early in the morning on my birthday. Like I've never started a birthday like that. And my therapist has been telling me to write, you know, this letter to daddy to really deal with some like father daughter, you know, issues. And so I just began to like write 
in my journal. I began to write to Diddy, and then I decided to write to you all. And I was like, I'm not going to get up from this couch. I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to the office until I deal with this area of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the office, I got there like 11. It was like, why was you late? But it's been all my life, it's just work, work, work. And mm-hmm. I suppress mm-hmm. like all the personal things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, you're not getting up from this couch until you really, mm-hmm. really deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I brought the letters today to give to you guys for you to read. So should I hug you or slap you? I don't know. You gotta <laughs> read the letters. But yours is one page, yours is two pages. You get the shorter because you the sister. You better reach, girl. I can't reach that. Oh, I don't even have my reading glasses. I'm going to have to read this. Yeah, you got to read it later. That's for you all. And you must have been crying when you wrote it because I could damn near barely see. Well, you know, handwriting don't come that easy nowadays (laughs) because you've been on your computer. And so you was the third one. And I was like, she's going to get this chicken scratch. But she, you know, you don't don't see my daddy handwriting for many times. But that's for you all to read in your own timing that I wrote because it speaks to where I want our relationship to be moving forward. And you asked me, Aria, what do you want for your birthday? And honestly, it's not a car or nothing like that. I really do want us to be more intentional about Mm -hmm. how we develop a wholesome mother-daughter, woman-to-woman. God, this episode, I'm like frog throat the whole time. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. But like a mother-daughter relationship um, to be intentional. And that's really what I want. Because I don't want to go into this next chapter of my life, whether it's being married or wife or mother, still carrying a lot of this stuff. I feel like I got to op- <laughs> maximize the opportunity while we have it right now. So that's for y'all. The moment that made me write the letters to them was the fact that I couldn't just begin this 34th chapter of my life and only realizing that one person contributed to my trauma. I had to really face the fact that everybody in my life, in my family, mother, daughter, father, everybody played a part in contributing to some of the pain that I carry today as a young woman. And if I don't really tell them that transparently, then I'm going to be holding them accountable for something that they don't really know. I wasn't expecting a letter from Ariel, but I wasn't surprised because Ariel has always been one to express her thoughts in writing. It doesn't come often. Periodically it comes, but when it comes, it comes. So uh, I'm, I'm so excited about it. Uh, I'm more excited about her getting her release and I'm truly looking forward to reading it and hearing her heart. And yes, we did just experience another birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between you and me is I have turned 60. And 59 at 11.59 that night, closed so many chapters and things that I went through that I refused to take and carry into my 60s. -hmm. Every year in my 60s is going to get greater and greater and greater because my legacy is first. And I want both of you all to know that marriage ain't first for me. Who I'm married to is not first for me. Two years doesn't compare to the 34 years or to the 35 years Mm -hmm. of you all being on this earth. My life is intentional. I'm not building a business I'm building a legacy yeah and the legacy consists of my love for Christ it consists of healing it consists of spreading the gospel it consists of spreading the good news Jesus went out and taught the kingdom 
that people may be healed. And that's what it consists of. And I will never apologize for that being first and foremost in my life because teaching the kingdom that people will experience all manner of healing from diseases consists of our children. Yeah. Our sons and our daughters are hurting, not just you all, but I'm speaking to everyone that is watching and whoever will ever watch. Our children are hurting, and no longer will I put anything beyond the legacy. Yeah. And so I don't care who it makes mad. I don't care who it pisses off. It may be on number five, number six, number seven. Hell, I'll be like Elizabeth Taylor, eight of them. But nothing will come because somebody always want to bring me down. But I want you all to know that my fight is real. Anything to say before we close our last episode? No. So you ready to be an auntie? Negro. Or a monty? Oh, I thought you meant you was pregnant. I was about to say, <laughs> hell no, I'm not ready. You better take that. <coughs> no, they're going to burn you. Better push it back in. Take it out to the whole reproductive. Girl, don't surprise me like that. I thought you was about to have another baby. I was about to say, I'm uh-huh. done. But no. <laughs> Christina. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Speak about it. Uh, the reason why I say emotional is because it made us see some things and realize some things. Even while I'm sitting here, I'm an observer. So um, I observe people and emotions and I observe and I hear everything you say. Um, so it kind of is like, yeah, emotional, where, you know, <laughs> I don't cry because I'm not a crybaby like y'all, but, you know, for me, it's like, okay, you really got a lot of shit to deal with, but I'm also understanding, yes, I have a lot of shit to deal with, but I'm okay. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I said, and even I bought the sweatshirt and said, it is what it is. Like, that's, that's going to be my mantra for this new year. It is what it is, and it's okay. Well, this is the last episode of this season Mm -hmm. and I want to start off the next one with a bang coming we got to answer the question come on here and read my letter that you wrote me no they got to be a part of our exclusive VIP community to get that behind the scenes yeah y'all got to not only subscribe but y'all got to draw closer maybe we'll show y'all that behind the scenes but also talk about how it has impacted me and by that time we have made some transitions, some changes, some mending. Yeah, yeah. And talk about that aspect of it because mending is always needed for hearts as they're being healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think I realize that I am my mother's daughter. Let me hear you say it, Allison. Um, I am my mother's daughter. And realistically, I am my mother's daughter. Now that we're at the end of this podcast, I really want women to get an understanding of how and why we need healing for our souls. That means our minds and our emotions. When God made us as women, he made us so powerful and so intentional. And the enemy has been coming after us to attack us in many ways. So I really hope and pray that women will see the necessity of healing and begin to pursue it for their life, just as we have, and engage with us even the more so we can do it together. I want all of our listeners to get not only truth, 
but I want our truth to help you set your own self free. You can hear all the things that went wrong in this episode and you could point the finger, they said this, they did this, they did that. But if you read behind all the lines and you just hear the truth of who we are, that's where you experience in healing for your own self to set yourself free because you're not perfect either. And that's what I want women to get from this season, to know that I'm not perfect, but I'm here to set my own life and my legacy free. I think every woman, every woman that is looking at this podcast, be real with yourself. Um, and I need, I want every woman, if you're looking at this to get healing, search within yourself, let's do this, let's conquer the world, okay? This is a movement. Healing is a lifestyle movement. As women, we are done being silent. Let's conquer this and let's go. Get it. And you are your mother's daughter. And I think it's time mm -hmm. for you to really look at mm -hmm. who you are, own who you are, embrace this healing journey. Don't run from it, but actually sit down and face what's going on within your mind, your emotions, mm -hmm. within your soul, mm -hmm. because that's where God wants to bring healing to the depths of your soul. Mm -hmm. We love you. We thank you for being yes. a part of this journey with us and continue to stay yes. tuned and yes. like, comment and subscribe what you got out of this season, because we want to hear your takeaway and what you got from this first kickoff of the Healing For My Soul. And tell someone to join this Healing for My Soul movement.